A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Hey folks, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then all you have to do is head over to Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. You pick two to five players, you get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with my promo code, PULLHITTER, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with Pull Hitter at the promo code and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. Alrighty, folks, before we get started with the podcast with me and Dom, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you haven't been part of the Pull Hitter Patreon all season long, it's still time to get involved. You still get the Launch Angle podcast that we do behind the paywall as well and all the podcasts I do daily, breaking down all types of players and I've kind of released what I'm going to plan to do this off season. I'm doing a player dive every single day, one pitcher, one batter. There will be an article form and podcast form, one every single day. So a whole lot of guys I'm going to dive into, a whole bunch of other stuff. If you're interested, come check it out, five bucks, or do a free trial for the week. And um, it's going to be soon to be offering annuals as well for everyone who doesn't want to pay month to month. So come check it out and see what we got to offer. Hope to see you soon. Welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Poor Hitter. I'm here with Dom, the bullpen guru. We're going to get into some of this new week items in the MLB and get into some recap of Fab. Dom, what's going on this week? It's a fucking crazy time of year. Kids <laughs> uh, getting ready to go back to school. Uh, so, you know, you're trying to wrap up the summer, try to, you know, do all the stuff you can before they go back all the things that you want to do this summer. You know, we have like a summer bucket list. So like anything that we haven't checked off yet, we're like, Oh, let's try to squeeze it in this week. And then with labor day and real works getting crazy. So it's just been a, you know, crazy week. The week uh, of cramming. Yeah. Cram everything in before summer ends. Yeah, no, I feel you. That's just, that's definitely something you got to take advantage of. I've felt the same thing. It's a beautiful day today, and I got to make sure I spend as much time as I can outside. Move the operation outside as much as I can. Yeah. Bring out the laptop and and do some stuff out there. But it's a uh, tough time. And yeah, the fantasy baseball landscape is ever changing. The Los Angeles Angels set the X world on fire. Have you said X at all out loud? I think no. that's the first time I've or second time I've said it. Nah, yeah. I refuse. Just okay. like I think. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. What do you think about the about the Angels moves? I mean, uh I just feel like they're playing by the rules. Obviously the rules are there. 
whether or not they're fair or not for other teams, it's it's yeah, it, it's, available. Mean, it's, <laughs> it's available. It's available. Like my whole thing when I saw that happen, I, I went on the Discord and I was like, if this was like a directive from Artie Moreno to like Perry Maniason, like, hey, cut all these guys to get below the um, luxury tax threshold. Like, if I was the GM, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. If you're making me do that, like, I quit. That that would be like my reaction. Like, this guy's never gonna have a job in baseball again whenever he gets fired from the Angels. Like, it, it's kind of a joke what he has done to the organization. Like, any owner with a right like any common sense would look at like how he constructed his team and the moves he made. And like, there's no way he's going to get another job. So like it's either, it's either that one with the owner says, Hey, get, get below the luxury tax threshold for me or two. He's like, what can I bring to the owner to save my job? Maybe for like another year. Oh, I know. Let's tell him, Hey, we're fucked. We're going to lose Otani. Let's get below the threshold so we get a second round compensatory pick when Otani leaves instead of a fourth. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a, a, like an admission that they totally bombed the um, trade deadline. They totally, you know, miscalculated it, and they should have sold Otani. Um, that and this is what I said to you, you know, weeks ago when I thought the Mets should go after him. I was like. They should get like, but you know, you brought up at on, at the time. You don't know what teams would offer um, the Angels for Otani, but like, I still think they could have gotten a couple prospects off the Orioles or something like that and helped rebuild, um, you know, for the next stage in their franchise. Um, but they didn't, yeah. and so um, you know, everything went. As worse it can go, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, CJ Crone has now like a degenerative disc in his back, and <laughs> me Gritchick has a one ten BAPIP in you know the last month with them. Just uh, Trout breaks his hand and comes back and has to go right back on. So many things. And then Otani towards UCL. Otani like, couldn't pitch, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they did all these moves, and um, you know. Did they expect those things to happen? I don't know. Like that's it seemed all those injuries and everything doing at one time. There's nothing you could really do about that, you know. Yeah. It's just in 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 hindsight, they probably wish they could do yeah. something else. But yeah. I would have went for it with Otani too. To be honest with you, so I mean, yeah. whether or not they did as much as they could, I know there was a lot of chatter about that in the Discord, and I, you know. You you you're only gonna go get what's available, you know. Right. So yeah. they're not. It's they're, not like they were. They. It's not like they had a stacked farm system to deal from to begin with. So like, right. um, you know, I think what they got was probably the best that they could do. It's just like even when I said I was like, is Giolito that big of an upgrade over the pitchers that they had? You know, you were like, yeah, he is. But I mean, it didn't really it didn't really do anything for them. So I mean, you know. Uh, I wasn't super like, like oh yeah, the guys they got now they're they're set and they're they're really gonna make a run for it. I was just like it it just felt very, um, you know, kind of like desperate 
type thing, but that's kind of how they've operated and they should be desperate. Like they're going to lose best player of our generation. So um, I get the desperation, but it's just, uh, I, you know, I've never seen anything like it. It's definitely um, peculiar, but it's going to make things pretty interesting, both in MLB and for fantasy, I think based on how those players got, um, you know, where their landing spots were. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to stay in Los Angeles first with the, with the waiver move. So obviously they put up um, Gritchick who didn't go claimed, but yep. Renfro, um, Giolito, Lopez, but just on the offensive side of the ball, I, I guess my immediate thought, I think that's what I put in the Discord too. I'm like, I think we're missing the bigger point here. This could be Trey Cabbage season, but it's, yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point though. Is like all I've been thinking about is where all these guys are going, but not thinking about what's still there on on the Angels team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that that would make sense. Cabbage could probably go to one of the corner outfield spots, and then I guess Grichik would just stay with the job but i mean that that's also pretty significant yeah. too is gritchick will probably get every day at bats at least until adele is uh healthy enough to come back right dealing with that strange oblique and you know it's nuts if you go down the the injured list on roster resource page the angels yeah just just just, just, yeah. just listen just wow. listen to this for a second max dassey matt dice tj crone anthony rendon zach nito Gio Sella, totally forgot he was there doing adele trout till yeah. award and that's a lot of guys that's a lot of guys you know it's yeah. i mean taylor ward was a lot of guys with hit. a lot of guys yeah. with retro dates in august and july too Absolutely. Just what a mess. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so um, actually Cabbage didn't even start the last two games. Gritchick is still out there, and you got Moniac. And, well, uh, well Cab- Cabbage couldn't have really started yet because the like the guys they waved weren't off the roster. So, true. Right? So they were still playing up until yesterday. That's right. Yeah, true. So like, he's guess he's going to slide into one of those slots. Um, I would assume so. He's, he's yeah. very, he's, he's, uh, I scooped him up one time this year. Um, yep. I mean, the, the hard hit stuff is there, you know, he, he had, he had two battles in his very short span. It's a 10 and a half percent battle rate, a one twelve eight max EV, but the 53% K rate is just what they're going to cut Every, every time I checked the box, there was a 58% also. Every time I checked the box score, the game feed on, on about, I think I told you, like, I, I toggle it to batters a lot, especially with the rookies. Cause I just want to see their instant, um, and just hitting the illustrator and seeing the pitches they swung at, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> this Everything. dude is just free swinging. But yeah, yeah, thirty-five yeah, percent swing strike rate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but, it's gonna know, have to cut that down. Right, like twenty-seven thirty-one in AAA though is is, is exciting, you know, with yeah. you know a one, especially last year the one eighty-two WRC plus and a one twenty-four. You know, he's he's used to producing so. Yeah, and like I said, he really hits the ball hard. So I, I think, I think, um, if anything, too, uh, they might cap him at just righties. But he could be an interesting guy. I think just down the stretch, if if you see he's still hitting the ball hard and you just need home runs, they got a whole bunch of righties that are coming up. You know, it might be a guy that at least to take a look at. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if he cuts down, yeah, I mean, he's only had like 15 major league they, games. Yeah, so they're going to get it. it is they're going to let him roll. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gonna, and that's the thing. That's like a huge takeaway is like the last couple of weeks in fab is just like it's hard to find every day playing time on the wire right now. It's it's guys kind of mixing and matching. Um, I've you know, I feel like I keep reiterating this but like that's a, a challenge that i've found is like even when i pick a guy up because i see they have a four game monday through thursday they'll sit the first day like just look at um look at um what's his face on detroit um akil badu right like every you know it was a great great week for to pick him up and then he sat oh he sat sunday he's not gonna sit again monday and he sits again on monday and it's like all right I can't, you know, you can't, you can't even really do anything other than like shake your head and say, like, you sat tonight too. Yeah. So that's, um, shit was all good just a week ago. <laughs> exactly. So that's where it's, you see, you see it and you, you react and then the, it changes on a dime. Like, uh, 100%. so that's, what, that's where what if I... so when you see a chance, if you see a chance to grab a guy and you think they have a clear path at playing time, you got to hop on it. Yeah, like honestly, I I look at his profile and he seems like he has a Christopher Morel style like kind of run in him available. Mm-hmm. You know, like something sneaky where you get a whole bunch of power and sprinkled in a little speed and a, a whole bunch of swing and miss. But it doesn't matter. Like he just gets a chance to play, and um, like I said, you 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 might need that kind of profile. Although I'm struggling to figure out how much uh, categories change. Um, something. I'm gonna talk with uh, Jeff and Rob more a little bit about, and because um, I feel like, ah, man, in my main, I I was up a whole bunch in average, and I had Arias, and I started putting him on the bench more because I needed some power, shifted the power, and this was b- before he got cold, mm-hmm. and he still kind of he popped in and out of my lineup um, since, but. Majority haven't used them, but I moved so far down on average and so bothered by it. It was up like 267 to like uh, uh, higher than that. I think it was at 269, it was like 264, and I'm down to 262 somehow. And uh, it's get that's too many weeks of using Trent Grisham. That's what it'll fucking do to you. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, Grisham. 260, I would kill for a 260 average on. That's the one pain point of my team. So, like, pretty much across the board this year, is I, I'm in the low 240s and like, pretty much all my teams. Yeah. That average has been a real drain. Like, too many guys. Like, you know, I loved Jose Siri. I loved Estuary Ruiz. Um, you know, I, I gave too much playing time to guys like, like, um, Jay Cronenworth, like we were talking about before we started recording, like playing time, great. He's playing every day. He's hitting behind these s- supposed superstars. He's getting enough volume that like I can't take him out. But he's, he's such a drain on batting average and over so many at bats too. It's like um, really tough to, you know, it's one of those things like when you do like kind of your fantasy team autopsy, like that'll be a point of focused where it's just like i can't next year like Mm if i am not getting a good feeling about a guy like i wanted to cut cronenworth so many times in 
May and June. Cause I was just like, this is not going well, but I just couldn't cause the volumes there. Like you can't just swallow dog shit volume for, um, for that long. Cause it just, it's irrep- It's like, you know, irreparable damage to your mm-hmm. batting average. So no, it um, absolutely is, man. But, but like, you know, you made a good point though. We're at the point in the season where you might be okay in average, or you might do the math and say, like, if I have a Trey Cabbage hitting, you know, 0.075, but he hits me three home runs the rest of the way, um, I can take it. I just need the power. Like, you need what you need right now. So um, you got to, like, mm-hmm. you, 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 every player knows their team best. So it could be a player that. Is, that can is, yeah that can certain. make it yeah yeah absolutely I feel like he uh he might have a shot at something like that all right so let's um Hunter Renfro and Harrison Bader make their way over to the Reds which is going to be the biggest uh, yeah I was you know, looking most, at their most impactful looking... yeah I was looking at their like domino. team now right what do you like what do you I I think I think the big winner in this is Bader. What do you think? I, I, I don't know if he's gonna play that much though. I think you don't think just, so. I think he's gonna be strictly, strictly lefty. Like he's, yeah, he's gonna be like basically what Sendell was doing, right? It's just yeah. a, it's a Sendell upgrade or a Sendell insurance, you know. Um, it's exactly gonna, and and Sendell did it well too. He 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 knew his role. He came in with lefties. He was. Was always solid. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get much more than that. Friedel's been great for them all year. They're not just going to push him aside. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Friedel. Yeah, I guess Friedel defensively has been better than I kind of thought he was as well. So I, I initially was like, oh, maybe Bader is going to play almost every day, and Friedel, Fraley, Benson, Renfro, all kind of just platoon slash mix and match in the corners in like some sort of timeshare because it's not really platoon because they're they're all other than Bader they're all left-handed um and the DH spot is kind of slightly open for them at the moment just with all the injuries they've had going on in their infield now um so you don't like Nick Martini I mean I you think he's gonna keep playing with with all these guys still in, no. in on the team? Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, no, yeah, no. I, I'll be. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah, Bader's got 236 plate appearances best Friday this year. It's a 507 OPS, 207 average, 4.4 percent power rate versus lefties. 74 plate appearances, a 1.078 OPS, 687 slug. Almost eleven percent power rate. That's strictly, that's like a clear left. Like that's a guy that you're just gonna plug in. And I yeah. think maybe some defensive, you know, replacements later in the game. So maybe you don't get full slates of Friedel in some games. Um, but then you know, obviously sense. you got you, you got Fraley is coming back now. Fren- Renfro enters the fold. What? I'm more concerned about Will Benton because I I don't have I, I don't have any of those mo's. I just have Benton. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what's I happen. think it's gonna be like I I have Renfro in a couple spots. I think it's gonna just be I think 
like he's going to be short side. Um, I think, yeah, I think Benson is definitely the big loser in this because when Fraley's back, um, it's just a lot of a lot of mouths to feed and not, not a lot of lineup spots for them to all play in. God damn it! This, don't do this to Will Benson. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve just, it. He he's gone. He's gone pretty cold, right? Like over the last month. Um, but he still had the best splits on the whole team. You know, got the best OPS versus variety, eight ninety one. Well, after Nick Martini, um, <laughs> but then Jake Fraley and McLean. Um, yeah, I mean, they could. Like, Renfro's been pretty, like, uh, honestly, below average. They could, they could just stand to make him a short side platoon. And if you know Bader is that bad against righties, then maybe it's just as long as they're facing a lot of righties, it might just be Friedel in center. Benson and left, Fraley and right. Like Steer has to play second now. He has to play. Yeah. So you don't have him eating into Benson's at, at bats as much as it was when you know McLean was healthy and and India was healthy and and all those guys were on the infield. Like now, I think this. Yeah, I think if anything, this tells us more about how they feel about India coming back than than anything else, and that. They're like, hey, we can afford – we don't have to find a spot for Steer. He just might – we may just need him at second base all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, let's just replace that him playing outfield sometimes with a beta playing outfield sometimes or, you know. Um, yeah. Renfro. Yeah, and I, I, I do think, like, some of these guys could factor into the DH mix a little bit. I mean, Renfro's played a little first for the Angels too, and, like, he could play there just because Strand – um, I was watching the game yesterday. It looked like he hurt his wrist a little bit in, in the field, and like Votto's out right now. Um, so maybe like Renfro could mix in a little there. I mean, it's funny like how we were like, oh, how are they gonna all fit these young guys into the infield and and with ben- Steer and like it's now they're like they don't they might have to play fucking Hunter Renfro at first base <laughs> like, but. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty quick. Oh man. Obviously I know Renfro's been doing it for a while and Bader has history too, but Benson is his OPS is day thirty and Bader's six forty three and Renfro's seven thirty seven. Like he's got him by almost sixty points. WRC plus one twenty Benson, ninety eight Renfro, seventy six Bader. Um Strikes out a lot more than they do, but his swing and strike rate is less than all of them too. So, three fifty eight Woba, that's sixty, almost fifty points higher than that. And Renfro, I mean, he just looks like if you take the names out and you just saw the metrics, like mm. best, better O swing than all of them by far. Like zone contact, not too far either, five percent away from both of them. He just seems like the better player all the way around. Better battle yeah. percentage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. After ta- after talking through it, I mean, I think I, don't know. I, I think I feel a little better about like the fact that it it might just be those those new guys are just short side platoon guys. And, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably being biased on this decision here, but I just feel like uh, you know it it could be. It, it could be a mix and match of yeah. of both of both kind of um, and and the whole the whole thing about 
these claims too is like it might not be that they really like want them necessarily to like they're like we need these guys it could be like a roster blocking situation where they feel like let's get this guy on our team so that our opposition doesn't like you know if they if they know they're chasing down i don't know whoever the, you know obviously they're chasing down the cubs and the giants and you know like if they're like well they need a center fielder let's grab this guy so they can't get him like it, it, there could be some of that at play as well um cool. so yeah I, yeah be. i have to you know we'll have to see what happens this this weekend and then obviously make a decision um based on you know three games for fab this weekend but um i, I do if i had benson i would feel a little better about it right now and and really until fraley comes back he should be um fairly safe unless they're facing a bunch of lefties like we said i hope so let's see what happens Carson what about uh what about in cleveland because i was looking at um obviously they picked up uh Ronaldo lopez matt moore those guys will just slot into the bullpen but um for giolito like because Quantrill comes back tomorrow, like whether no matter you know, obviously I know you're not the biggest Quantrill fan, but the fact of the matter is he is still coming back and getting a start tomorrow. So, um, like, do you, do you think they go six man? Do you think maybe think Curry a, slides out? Right, Curry can slide out. Yeah, so Curry would. So so if you figure, all right, Giolito comes in, so Curry's gonna slide out, but then. Quantrill's coming in, so like, are they going to be going six man now, or do you think maybe Gavin Williams, um, you know, because he came out of that start earlier this week after one inning or so with the knee injury, like, do you think maybe it's uh, kind of Gavin Will- Williams insurance slash maybe he's just going on the IL? Oh man, I mean, you're really trying to get me stressed out, Benson Williams. Yeah, no. my guys, Jesus, I, I. <laughs> No, I'm I'm not thinking he's going on the IL. But my own sane head. Well, well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Because if he was, they would have done it when they made yeah three roster additions. Like they could have put him on the IL and um opened up. Well, I guess it doesn't open up a forty man spot, but it opens up a, a roster spot on the active twenty six man roster. So like the fact that they didn't do that makes me think that. They're probably going with a six-man rotation. Yeah, well, so Quantrill comes back says Williams by the Allen Quantrill Giolito, right? And they could shove Curry back to long relief. Quantrill Williams by the Allen Giolito. Pulling up there. And you got Bieber, you got Bieber and McKenzie that are hurt, but Curry just slides out of there, and they can they can keep it five. Okay, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right, yeah, because you know what it was was that they DFA'd Syndergaard, so that right, yes, that, right, okay, so yeah. and and I don't think okay. Bieber or McKenzie have a yeah, shot, I right? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think they're coming back this year. Man, McKenzie, lost season for him. I wonder how I wonder how he's gonna get treated next year in DC. It's gonna be yeah. interesting to see where he's first gets picked. Uh 
in the meatball draft. Because uh, that's a guy who's really coveted this year, you know? Um, yeah. By the well, dip. Let's get get uh, Venancio on the horn and see where he's going to take him. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking eat round, Mo. <laughs> All right, yeah. so yeah, so that that that's pretty straightforward. Then it's not as mm-hmm. complicated as we're making it out to be. But then, um, obviously in New York, interesting call-ups: Jason Dominguez oh, coming up tomorrow, uh, Ronnie Mauricio's coming up tomorrow, and then Austin Wells also calling up by the Yankees. What uh, what are you thinking for those guys? Oof, I think it's gonna be. Very aggressive bid in for a guy like Dominguez just for name stature alone. Yeah. Um, people are going to want to be remembered as the guy who got Dominguez and he went off and he'll tell that story for years and years to every NFBC person, every dinner he goes to, uh, his grandkids, right? <laughs> I had Dominguez in 23 in the summer. Fucking drove me to an main event title, you know? And it Listen, it could happen, right? I mean, we range of things. These things happen. Yeah. But I think I think that um it's gonna be uh not to say his talent doesn't warrant a bit either, but it's it's an interesting situation. He's twenty um from what I've watched of him, I watched some video and I watched some games, you know, it's 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 an interesting skill set, you know. Um and it's funny because one of the first scouting reports I read on him it said like he has very short arms, and for some reason now I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean he's, he's um, like a little. Uh, yeah, he's a little he's, tank. Yeah, um, exactly, he's a tank. But you know, he 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 showed patience, which is good, right? He had the ability to get on base, and I think that a kid like him getting on base, um, if that's the one way he's gonna get on, the best chance to get on when he gets on, he's gonna fucking he's gonna want to make something happen with his yeah. legs. You know, and I, I think for that to me is the, I think the biggest draw for me in, in, in getting him would just be like, I think that he's going to really want to use his legs uh, as much as he can. And uh, what he still, he stole 40 bags um, between double A and, and triple A. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, with a 16% walk rate, just that, that that's pretty good. He didn't have many games, um, you know, under under the AAA stack cast stuff. So, you know, that stuff won't look. Don't got twenty eight batted ball events on the stack cast data, and it's one hundred and ten max EV. But uh, in zone contact rate ninety six percent, O swing nineteen percent. So it's good swing decisions, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he swing he swings in the zone a lot and. Again, low low amount of uh, batted ball that is, but like the the swinging strike rate on the breaking balls and off speed all look pretty good. I don't know. I I I um again I I tried to watch some stuff of him and he just seems like obviously he can be a force. It's whether or not he's going to get on base, and <laughs> I think there's a potential here. I think if you need a stolen base boost, this is yeah, might be a decent guy to target. It's just like how much is it going to be? I think the name value and the Yankees are going to drive it up. And you know, this is the Martian. This is the dude. Like especially during our recent memories, right? Include fucking that unfortunate year of COVID and all that stuff. But Dominguez hit the scene. His card value went nuts. Like yeah. people were trading cards. Like that's what I remember too. Card trading card 
business went up and Dominguez was at the top of the list. You know, yeah. that that was the biggest talk of the town. And he, he people were selling his cars for absurd amounts of money. He's Mickey Mantle. And um I'm excited to see what he could do. I, I, I wish him success. I think it might have been more driven by the Yankees for getting some people in the seats while they're a complete, you know, bag of shit team right now. Good point. But, also. but listen, like the point is, let's see what we have. I just think it's good for the teams that are doing this because it impacts your decision making in spring training. Then you know whether or not you have to bring in, um, you know, two outfielders. A compete for a job or just one if you know he's going to be the guy you know and yeah. just bring him a guy to kind of like go with him in spring training so you can set yourself up for how you're going to be your, your roster is going to form next year so i i think he's going to be um something to watch you know i think there's going to be the lights obviously are going to be shining bright on him and he's going to have a big spotlight and he can be again also, people are gonna want him just 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 for that reason, right? Next year yeah. at the draft table, like how about fucking Dominguez, huh? Huh? You know, <laughs> nothing like bragging about a good talent or a good pick in fantasy, and he's gonna bring so much of that. No, I, I think I think everything you said is very valid, and like honestly, I mean, I'd been kind of monitoring just uh, you know because he's playing in in. Somerset, which is, you know, 10 minutes from my house. Uh, so I've been monitoring how he'd been doing and like his ending stat line at double A, he really came on towards the end because for a while he was like below average. He was, he was in like the eighties and nineties WRC plus. He just mm-hmm. wasn't having a good year, but you know, his ending stat line, 254, 15 homers, 37 steals. He came on um, strong and that's everything. You know, most of the reports I've heard about him as well is that, you know, he kind of finished strong and then got the promotion. And like, I guess, you know, the thing is, is he's going to not play every day because like they can't let him get 150 at bats or whatever it is. Um, It's going to be tough to do that anyway in the last month. But um, he's had a double digit walk rate every stop in the minors. So like the ability to get on is big. And like you said, uh, stolen base, I think that'll be his biggest contribution. Um, so it's just a matter of if you need steals and then if you've got the money, because he's gonna, he's going to be hyped and he's going to probably be the most expensive player we see go this weekend. So, um, yeah, totally agree with everything you said. And to, um, Got a really good uh, TJ Stat at TJ Stats on Twitter. He's a really good follower. He's got a lot of good pitch charts and cool um, visuals. I think visuals it, it get a lot of people excited if you're a visual learner, you know. And mm-hmm. um, he's got a he's got a great Patreon, and he has like rolling average graphs for every single level and. It's really good when you're trying to, um, you know, just get as much data as you can on a player and just to try to make the best forecast you can. And so I really, if anyone wants to check that out, it's page, uh, just go to at TJ Stats on Twitter. And he's got, a, like I said, on the Patreon, it's really nice. You, got, you can toggle down to any level, put any player in, and then he's got everything from fan graphs. You know, he's got the and 
and StatCast on rolling average graphs. So you can see zone contact. You can see walk percentage. You can see WOBA. And um, everything trended up, um, like you mentioned, when the when um, he started to strike out a lot less, he everything went up. You know, at the he spiked at the at the latter half of the Double A season for him. So he he, he trended in the right way, man. It's I I I want to see him see. Like I want it would be cool to see him do well. You know, like yeah. uh, just a young kid just to come on the scene. Um, I love stuff like that. You know, I'm not like, oh, he's going to do it on the Yankees. I don't want to see it happen. It, it's cool. Like, I think that's the best part of baseball when these young kids come up and they make they make people's eyes like go, whoa, <laughs> this kid's 20 years old. <laughs> no. Well, and it's, it's a good point, like you said, too, with the card stuff. Like, uh, you know, I think it was the most expensive rookie card, like, in, in decades. So Decades, um, yeah. It'll... Yeah you know that that aspect of it as well it's like i'm sure there's a lot invested oh, in his yeah. success so oh yeah absolutely he's he's in the public eye you know yeah. he's been he's been on everyone lips and and mind for for a long long time so um i mean <laughs> sky might keep a lead signed into a three-year deal and you think you drop him at some point this year uh he finally was like, this is the last year of his contract. He signed the three-year deal when he was 18. <laughs> Not a good move. But, um, yeah, Austin Wells, too, for the Yankees. Um, he's a pretty big bat. And this is a smart move, too. They can kind of see if they could move on from Trevino, right? Or, or just, I mean, I like Higgy. I think he does a good job. And he's pretty decent I think he's bat. a good backup catcher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Wells... Might provide a little bit of glimpse. I know a lot of the prospect stuff think that um, the scouts too. They think he's going to be more first baseman type. Um, but the guy who you know, oh, he's supposed to be a big thumper. I guess his max EV and and barrels okay, eight point four percent barrel rate down down there. So uh, ninety five. Yeah, I mean he's another guy. He's only like played thirty three games at AAA. Yeah, so no. bring him up. Bring him up, you know. Um, yeah. I, it depends on how much he plays. It could yeah, be, an, I, I, it, it could guess, be an interesting. I'm guessing he's not going to catch for uh, Cole or Rodon, so um, that'll, you know, you can kind of, if you pick him up, you could probably map out his starts based on when, you know, if it's a Cole or Rodon heavy week, you might want to avoid. Um, Given the mm-hmm. fact that his defensive um, abilities have been kind of doubted already, I just you know you know that they they're not going to put this kid with those guys. Like he'll he'll catch the uh, Johnny Burrito game, he'll catch the maybe Severino, but he won't catch those big guys. So um, mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah it's interesting. Was- it's interesting. Um, just 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 looking at the profile, it kind of looks like Tyro Soderstrom esque, but like maybe a little more contact, a little less K's, um, mm-hmm. some power. So, um, then yeah, yeah you I'm surprised the to see such a low K rate, like 23 percent, but not uh, not great batting averages. So, yeah, but, good, uh, good, yeah, good walk kind of guy. He he looks like an um an ace kind of player with the. OBP and uh, he looks like a Noda, Noda guy. Um, 
the Mets are calling up Ronnie Mauricio. You also got Brett Beatty coming back. Mm. Um, Beatty was absolutely on fire down in in the minors, and I think I I was thinking in my head, um, well, are they just gonna let him stay down there, or or, or are they gonna ever call him back up? And literally hours after I said that, into my head, um, came back up, and it's good. I mean. Obviously, kind of expected him maybe to, you know, do what he's doing down there in AAA, but hey, it's better than him not doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, 10 homers and 121 plate appearances. So, he's he's ready for it. We're two for two on the base path, too. Um, I don't know, watching him this season, what, what do you think is his best path to, uh, you know, getting getting better? I don't think it's far from being very effective, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess going back to just Mauricio, though, you know, because they announced that Mauricio was going to come up yesterday, and then the Beatty news, I think, came out today. So when I was thinking about Mauricio, I was like, all right, maybe they'll play him a lot at third, um, you know, while he's up because he's not going to play short. Um, Second, they have – McNeil, but I guess they could shift McNeil to the outfield. And they've, they've been playing Mauricio a little in the corners as well. Um, so I was thinking that he'd play third, but yeah, now that Beatty's coming up, um, yeah, I think he'll just play every day. Um, I, I don't know. Like, Beatty, I just think just need it. Like, this might be the best thing for Beatty is, like, a month with no expectations from a team perspective. Like, Last year, they got they called him up, but didn't really give him much of a chance. Like they just um, platooned him a bit with uh, Escobar, right? And and the other um, whoever, whatever his name was, the uh, Guillaume. Like they just mm-hmm. never really gave him a full chance in the majors. Um, so like, and obviously the team had huge expectations this year. Now he can kind of just come up and hit without the pressure because he has nothing. He he has nothing left to prove in the minors. Like you know, look at his stat line yeah. throughout Double A, Triple A. So honestly, what I think he needs to do is just do what he's done throughout his minor league career. Just do it in the majors, right? Like, um, and I think maybe a month of no pressure and every day at bats might just be the perfect thing for him development wise, especially if he can succeed and build off that for next year and going forward at the major league level, because yeah, he really doesn't have anything left to show in the minors. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I mean, I think, I think he can be pretty useful down the stretch. I, I think he might, um, can he hit the ball really hard? So it's just a matter of like, I think he had a problem too on what I watched in trying to like either pull the wrong kind of pitch or go the other way with the wrong kind of pitch, right? I think he was maybe almost thinking a little too much out there because mm-hmm. it seemed like he when he was trying to push or pull the ball, it wasn't it was a forced act rather than just like a natural move for him, you know? And yeah. there's times where he just like unleashed and pulled the ball like a line drive 
even if it was caught, it would be a missile. Martinez, he's just uh, what is this percentile rankings on? Is this new on Savant? The pitchers? I think it must be. I mean, I know that they did like a whole revamp tonight um, with like the website in terms of the, the lollipops. Um, but I, I wasn't looking at anything in particular for pitchers crazy. today. Oh, it's crazy. No, yeah, right on the player page. It's different. It's an actual percentile ranking, and and but it shows poor, average, or great. Huh? Yeah, they did that for the hitters as well. That's a that I sent that in the Discord. Like they oh, dropped new it. lollipops tonight on uh, uh, so hitters and pitchers all have uh, yeah interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so Mauricio, oh man, he's gonna be he's gonna be really exciting too. Um so I try to lump it all together. Where does he play? Where is what happened to Vientos? Is he is he done? Or is this the end of Vogelbach and they're just gonna let all the kids play? I mean the end of Vogelbach should have been a couple weeks ago. So I know, like, I know you're what, right. What's dead? What dead never dies? Type thing. I mean, they he, they he, don't like Vientos might Vientos might just be like I I can see them just putting him on the bench and like really not mess up. But like uh, I don't know. No. Play Mc, play McNeil and left. Get rid of Rafael Ortega. Play Mauricio at second. Uh, you know, let Vientos. DH a little bit, let him play first a little bit. Um, yeah, the, get rid of Vogelbach, get rid of Rafael Ortega. Finally, let the kids play a little bit. Um, I guess DJ Stewart kind of getting on a heater is you can't really take him out of the line. No, no, he's um, he's he's earned the right to stay in, and he should without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's earned about. Three weeks right now of playing time. I think. I think he's almost good to the end of the season. Cause mm-hmm. like <laughs> he's been he's one something of really the terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, that that should be what they do. But at the same time, like I keep harping on, like they can't let um they can't let Mauricio surpass the at bat threshold needed right. to lose rookie eligibility. So. That will just be something that I'm sure they are very um, cognizant of. And yes. So just another thing to just remember as well. Um, yeah, I like to... I like what he did, too. He moved up a level. Um, batting average went up. K percentage went down 5%. My walk percentage went up 2%. He seems like he's just overall just getting a lot better. Um, and... I'm pretty excited to see to see what he's going to be able to do, man. Um, I I really think he has to play every day. Play me back to ninth, and then he got Nemo. So be a nice nine one. Um, but yeah, great great Max TV one eleven. Kids can thunder. You see him in spring training, right? He 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 caught my eye. I didn't think um, he'd be ready for the moment this year, but good for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, and the nice thing about both him and uh, and Dominguez, they're both switch hitters, so that'll, you know, that's that's always a plus. Is you don't necessarily need to worry about 
oh, you know, the Yankees are facing a bunch of lefties this week or oh, there's a bunch of righties on the – like they they should be in the lineup every day with the exception of the off days they get just to keep the at-bats in check. Um, so mm-hmm. – and another guy, hyper-aggressive on the bases, like um, 23 homers, 24 steals at AAA this year. So – you need steals here. Here they come. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, you Darvish elbow inflammation got Pedro Avila now locked and loaded into a little bit of a full time role here, starting. Not yep. Bulkin. Nope, not Bulkin. So, yep, he'll he'll be traditional starter. Probably popular pickup this week. Um, Bulkin. <laughs> Bulkin. He. <laughs> Gave up set six or seven runs tonight, but that was all because his defense was terrible behind him. And uh, as I vented earlier before we started recording to you, um, yeah, all the Blue Jays infield injuries, Chapman, Bichette, and Belt all got hurt this week. Chapman and Bichette are on the IL. So, um, you know, Schneider was a, a pretty popular pickup last week, but maybe – um, Ernie Clement, Santiago Espinal, Kevin Biggio, those guys might uh, all see some increased playing time. So there might be some opportunity for them as well. Um, J-Rod, I really need him to get healthy, like I kept uh, yep. mentioning you. What about, what about Rafaela for the uh, the Red Sox? Because obviously Jaron Duran's not coming back. That's the one last piece of news he had. Toe surgery will be out the rest of the season. Do you think, um, do you think that there'll be a spot from going forward, or do you think he just goes back, back down, or or maybe just to the bench because they probably have roster expand expansion um, can probably sustain him on the roster now. Um, you think any chance of playing time for him last last exciting young. Uh, prospect that was called up. Yeah, he started in his third game, which was versus a lefty. First two games were versus a righty. So I don't know if they, he's immediately just going to be, um, I don't know, platooning. Um, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I like this. I like the skill set. He supposedly has elite defense up the middle, a shortstop, outfield, whatever. He's so he'll have to bring some value to the team that way for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, he did play. He played short actually on on Wednesday. Um, it's a good point though. So that's another opportunity. I mean, maybe he could factor in at second base if if the Red Sox really fall out of it. Um, I know Devers. That was part of my fab this week. He had a banged up wrist. If they end up yeah. falling out of it and they shut him down, they move Urias to short. Um, or I'm sorry, they move Urias maybe to third. Maybe he can play a little second base, a little center field, obviously, with Duran out, but they do have Duval. So, yep. yeah, we'll monitor that as well. But that's another yeah. young um, prospect. Tooled you know, up. Yeah, yeah 36 30, on bases. Yeah. In steals in double A, yeah, 36 yeah. throughout the minors. So, yeah, it's a nice influx of steals for anybody that is looking for them. Yep, absolutely agree. Um, uh, what else we got here? 
you just get into the into the fab. The let's get into the fab. The yeah. only way to I'm acquire them, right? So, um, acquire them. Yeah, another light week in spending. Uh, average team has sixty four dollars remaining. So, um, a decent chunk of it all, I think, be going after some of these young guys if if people are still making pickups. Um, last week the average ad was six dollars, and the average spent per team was nine dollars, and uh, we're probably going to only see it go down from here. That's the lowest spent per team um, this year in any full week Oof. and just follows the, the trend of, you know, we're all out of money now. So this is, this is, we reap what we sow. Um, so I feel that in the worst way with my $1 limits on, on my own spending. So, yeah, uh, my whole f- logic of, well, at least everyone else in my league get down. Didn't mean I should just keep pace with this uh, spending or go like meet up with them mm-hmm. in that range. I totally used that too much in my head as a not a tiebreaker, but as a there was a voice in there saying, "Hey, it was, it was, you still got a lot." And uh, you can it's go also down. it's also a reminder for like teams that are really competitive. Like you know, if you were in you know, one of the first couple slots in your league, like you need more money that, cause like, yeah, if, if you all spend money and you're all at dollar days, like you are getting whatever everybody else passes on. Like yeah. you can't, you know, so that's a, a reminder for teams next year. Um, if you're in the mix in the, for, for your league, uh, you might want to keep, few bucks on the side because yep. you'll need it when you need you know that catcher that i felt that this week i needed a replacement for henry davis didn't send enough one dollar ads and <laughs> got stuck with henry davis again so a reminder for myself um for next year but mm-hmm. um in terms of this week like I, you know i broke it down i don't think we need to go like super in depth but like i think there was like archetypes of players that were available and popular in terms of ads. So I was saying like there were young guys that were getting a shot, whether it be bats or pitchers, um, injury returnees, closers finally starting to open up a little bit. And then just um, already established veterans that are walking into playing time. So um, why don't we go into the, the young players that were getting a shot. So um, Jordan Wicks was the most added player added in 52 of the 53 leagues going for an average bid of $16. Um, And then right behind him was Kyle Harrison, who's added in 47 leagues for an average price of $7. So why don't we just focus on the, uh, the pitchers there? You know, I know you and I both grabbed, got a little, Harrison, um, what what about Wicks though? Were you interested in Wicks? I liked Wicks. I didn't have him that high, but I did. I did have him on the list. Um, maybe for like two, three bucks. Um, so I might have, I might have gotten into a competitive bid somewhere along the line. I forget what he went for in my league. Um, no, but I think that's a. I think that's a. That's a decent play. He just seems like the kind of guy who maybe 
like falls in line with the other Cubs that how is he doing this kind of thing? Yeah. His fastball doesn't seem special, a la Justin Steele, right? But the changeup is legit, a la you know, several other Cubs. <laughs> they, they they do that. Um so oh man, it makes me feel so many things. The the Cubs just have a way of of of, of maximizing a specific pitcher type. Yep. So yeah, I had some interest. More of it was in Harrison. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, he was on my list. But Harrison was my big guy. And yeah. uh, Parker Meadows, despite everyone getting getting him by me. And uh, Schneider. Yeah, I got, got, I got a lot of Schneidy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He's, uh, yeah, at first, I, at first, I was just looking at it as as into a loss of games versus lefties this week, and then um, they've got Parlade in the Chapman and Bishek both going on the IL, so it's just pretty much everyday PT. Yeah. So kind of looked into that um, a little bit, and um, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. For, for I was I was in the same boat as you. I forget who I was talking to about the Cubs, and I was just like the same thing. I was like, I don't know every. Cubs pitcher feels like they throw 90 mile an hour fastballs, you know, have a change up that is good, keep the ball on the ground. And like, that's just their entire staff at this point. Javier Assad, Kyle Hendricks, you know, steals got 16 wins or something like that. It's just whatever they're doing, they're doing something right. So, um, I, but I had the preference, I had my preference on Harrison as well. So, um, and I did grab him in one of my two leagues. So I was obviously happy with the return so far on the investment. I did end up with Schneider as well. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think, um, yeah, all those young guys, um, interesting, understandably. Um, are you, like, the other thing that stood out to me, and I know you kind of harp on this as well, is, like, Meadows, um, you think he's going to play every day or do you think um, just have so many of these left-handed hitting outfielders? Like, do you see him taking away more at bats? I I guess we've had a couple of days this week and we see Badu kind of losing out on the playing time to Meadows. Do you think that's going to hold or do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're I, gonna I, find. I yeah, I think they're gonna find as many plate appearances for Miggy without overdoing him and underworking the kids. Um, he does have several milestones ahead of him, and I'm mean, not milestones, but he has guys to pass in the hit line, and I think that they're gonna definitely try to get him as far as they can up the hit list. Um, think he was able to maybe pass two more guys before he hit maybe Ripken was a little too far ahead. But so I think that's what keeps them not playing every day. It's just the fact that they're still going to work in Miggy. But yeah, uh, Badu, you know, it's been um, three out of the last six righties. I think that makes sense. He's he's Mm going to, yeah, he's going to split first righties. Um, They'll get their carpenter in. He's He's every uh, day. Yeah, he's, he's every day. Uh, yeah, the work. Um, Meadows is, I think he's 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 good. He's locked in. I think he's locked in. He hasn't had a day off since he came up. Um, though this speaks a lot about him. We'll see what they do when they face a lefty. Uh, I'm sure 
so he's still gonna get some run. So yeah, I think that was a good look. I um didn't much with didn't end up with much Parker Meadows, and I was kind of upset because uh I can't no, I got him in one league where I had money left, one of my auction leagues, twelve bucks, and I backup was six. So but no, I like the skill set and um it seemed to me that the kind of guy <laughs> I could hear Here's how I'll explain it. I dropped Tyler O'Neill for him. You know, I just finally got rid of this guy playing two out of three days with bulky knees and with a coach's tendency to not play him every day. His inability to, you know, I'm like, whatever. I've been stuck in seventh in that league for the whole season. The only chance I have to make up some batting points is really behind in several of them. Not even like attainable points. I just have to out volume as much as I can, just if I want to try to steal some points and move up as much as I can. So, uh, Meadows is right now is going to give that to me. So, yeah, yeah, I like it. Makes sense. Time to make the tough decisions. Um, So the next archetype, I would say the injury returnees. So um, of those guys, the popular ones, um, Mason Miller, he was added in 15 leagues for um, an average price of $8. Mitch Hanniger, there was, you know, the news that he was getting activated off the aisle shortly before Fab ran. So um, he was added in 29 leagues for an average price of $3. And then Ryan Noda, um, He's obviously been been back from his, you know, broken jaw. Um, he was added in. Can't find him on the list, but he was added in. Um, oh, sorry, there he is. Tw- Twenty leagues, average price of three dollars per ad. So, um, you know, for Mason Miller, I, I brought this up to you when I was looking <laughs> at his rehab this weekend, um, and it's like really, really peculiar. So. He had been pitching um, – I'm going to pull it up his game log right now, but I think once he got to double A, he had been pitching every three days, which I thought was really weird for A, a starting pitcher, and B, somebody that's coming off of like an elbow or forearm injury. Um, so, yeah, once – he pitched a couple games in A ball – um, he pitched on the 16th in a ball. And then on the 20th, he pitched in a ball. He pitched two innings and, and a 1.2 innings. Then he moved up to triple a, he pitched on the 24th. So he pitched on three days rest, each of those starts. And then he pitched on the, tw- on August 29th, which was um, on Tuesday. And he went, one inning. So I'm pretty sure he's coming back as a reliever in the majors. Or if not a reliever, he'll start the game and be basically like an opener. Um, I don't think he's pitching more than he, – I don't think he's pitch, He's He's not going to get to a five-inning out, five outing the rest of the way, at least based on what I'm gathering from his rehab appearances. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, I guess it's just like, do if you project him the same way you projected him when he was starting, if you just can get like maybe elite, I guess that's the thing that made him so popular. Like, uh, you know, he projected to be good, good, 
good ratio kind of guy. So it could yep. just be that kind of that long reliever for you. Yeah. You want three good innings, you know. Um, yeah. I, I don't guess know how useful that is to a lot of teams, but if you do need good innings <laughs> and you're using like a middle reliever type, yep. he, he that, might be it. Yeah. I think at least I've what I've noticed in my leagues is like people have been grabbing him for the last couple of weeks, knowing that he was rehabbing. And um, that's where I just don't know if people are realizing that um yeah he's not gonna come back but at the same point you weren't really banking on mason miller to get you wins anyway just based on the team context so whether he's pitching you know a two or three inning opener appearance or whether he's starting and going five innings like it really isn't going to make much difference especially if he's going to do that um a couple times a week or on three days rest like he had he's been doing on rehab so um i guess it kind of all evens out um for hanniger i i wasn't really interested just because i couldn't figure out what his role is going to be um because you stremsky also came back um on monday off the aisle and i don't think I don't think him, Jock, and Yaz have been like all healthy at the same time at any point this year. So I could just see Hanniger being like a short side platoon bat, um, which is not nearly as desirable. Um, yeah, if they if one of these guys will get hurt sometime soon, then they'll clear it up for everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I. I, th- I think that, I mean, Hanniger was one of the only non-platoon giants early in the season, right? Um, honestly, does the, the contrast dictate him to get it, you know? Um, he was the big, splashy <laughs> off-season sign, right? By, <laughs> like, no by, by default. After everyone, no, else I know by the, default, yeah. but he's still the guy they chose to default to. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I think I think he'll play at least eighty percent of the time. I don't think it'll be any kind of split. I think I think he probably remains in the lineup for the majority of the time. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to monitor. I mean, he he hit third. Um, tonight against a righty, uh, he did not play yesterday against Hunter Green, and then they had faced a lot of lefties prior to that, and he did that cleanup yeah. against a lefty on uh, Tuesday. So, yeah, we'll see. My uh, my initial thought was that it might be a little tricky, but that's kind of that is the case with the Giants just as a team in general. So yeah, yeah, I think figure out what they're doing yeah definitely um i got a couple of hannigers i just yeah i'm banking on the full-time playing time and um yeah some you know some yeah. shot in the arm in, in in like fifth fifth outfielder for fifth outfielder yeah i grabbed nota this weekend um he has been leading off for right-handers but the one thing i noticed is that the a's have a bunch of lefties coming up the next two weeks yeah. which it's yep. going to make it tough to keep him on the roster. So 
we will we'll see um next archetype closer roles opening up um obviously felix bautista going down um made yenier cano one of the actually the most expensive ad of the week so he got picked up in 39 leagues for an average price of 34 dollars um in addition to that tanner scott uh was essentially named the closer after Robertson kind of continued to um, blow the opportunities he'd been given. So he was added in 34 leagues for an average price of $17. And if I had $17 on either of my teams, I would have preferred Scott over Cano. Um, I think, I think people are forgetting how, difficult it was to project a closer on uh, Brandon Hyde's teams prior to Felix Bautista really just like taking the job and like not giving it up. Um, And he, he basically like when, when they asked him after the Cano or after the Bautista injury, he basically said like there was going to be a group of pitchers for the ninth inning. So um Granted, Cano has gotten the saves or the one save that has been available since then, but you know he did come in a high leverage spot in the eighth inning um, on Tuesday, I believe, um, and came in in the eighth um, in a tough spot. And then the Orioles tacked on runs, and he probably could have gotten a four out save, um, but he didn't come back out for the ninth inning because the Orioles just yeah, they. I think they scored six runs in the bottom of the eighth and made it out of out of reach. So they went to Fujinami. But um, I just I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna be messy. Um, so if I were to have the money and needed saves, I probably would have prioritized Scott over Cano, um, just because I don't think their usage is gonna be as as Greg likes to say linear as they had when they had Bautista. Um, available for the ninth inning. Um, how ironic is it that Tanner Scott was on Baltimore, right? That's, yeah, right. I, I, I they would. I, they, I, I'm sure they would love to have him. I'm the sure they right would. Now. I'm sure they would love to have him right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I picked up Scott in an auction league a couple weeks ago, mostly because he's better than a lot of back end starters right now. You know, mm-hmm. even before he got saves, yep. you know, um, I was looking at the team. I dropped Mikolas. I'm like, I Tanner Scott's better than any type of starter in that range, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, even without saves, he, possible wins and just a whole bunch of strikeouts. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of me still remembers how wild he was at times last year, Scott, but he seems like right now he seems far from that person and whether or not we could trust it next year, that's a different story. But right now it's, he seems pretty locked in and as the guy, um, I was thinking at the time too, you know, how, how many good appearances does Robertson have to have? I think that's the, always the thing we have to weigh. Like what's the leash of Robertson having three good appearances and Scott having three good ones, but one really bad one. Like when did the leash, you know, when does it possibly go back? You know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I seen pretty, when Craig Mish said, so then you feel a little 
more confirmed about it, you know? Yeah. So you just got to go with the Mish. Um, Follow but the Mish. Cano, you know, I don't know what the Orioles are going to do. To me, he seems like he's been very effective. He was obviously way, uh, way intriguing out the gate. He, he was very popular at at some point just to pick up some ancillary saves, and he was kind of the um, popular uh, SP to have on your, you know, in your starting lineup at one point. But, you know, there's other good arms in the bullpen, you know. Um, the Hall is going to get an opportunity to do some different things. Fujinami. Um, you know, since like the middle of June has been a really impressive pitcher. Jacob Webb's looked pretty good. And, you know, don't forget you got what Tyler Wells coming in and you, you could see him just look at what Yarbrough did, right? Can Wells be that kind of guy? Yeah, I'll do a four-inning save or three-inning save. Um, the opportunity are going to be there for him to close out games, whether or not it be saves or not, he'll, I think, it's in range, not as the guy, but as a guy who gets some chances to finish out a game if the rest of their bullpen is taxed. Mm-hmm. Or I could be wrong. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just think it's 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 not going to be as straightforward as people that drop 34 bucks on him would like. But what what other alternative do you have at this point with the lack of turnover in the role? So, I mean... I get it. If you have the money and you need saves, it's a good team. And, you know, maybe Cano getting 60% of the Orioles saves is better than, you know, a lot of guys if they were to step into a full-time role for their team and get, you know, 95% of the saves. So, yeah. Um, And the last, last archetype is uh, hitters with playing time opening up. So, um, Josh Rojas was added in 38 leagues for an average price of $6. Garrett Cooper mm-hmm. was added uh, in 19 leagues with an average price of $2. And then Akil Badu, um, we, we kind of touched on him earlier. Um, he was added in 13 leagues for an average price of $3. But we've kind of seen what's happened with his playing time throughout um, this week. So, um, you know, with... Did you have any interest in Rojas? I know in the past you um, not like haven't him. haven't been typically interested, but he has definitely made some changes, and he's kind of said as much as like the the Mariners coaching staff has um, you know made some changes, and you kind of see that in like at least, uh, whether or not that's true, or if it's just the fact that he's performing well and just giving kind of like the lip service in post-game interviews. I mean, he has hit three home runs since he came over after not hitting any for the D-backs. Um, he has doubled it's, his yeah. barrel rate, but like it's still like a 6% barrel rate. So it's like, you know, you're kind of still not really doing <laughs> much. Um, I but, uh, I thought it was interesting. I definitely he definitely did catch my eye when you hit your first three homers of the season. Um, definitely gonna open up your eyes to at least dive in. I thought, yeah, he he had some funny quotes. Um, uh, you know, talking about the the uh, hitting coach and how they would come up with a plan, and he said, um, he just wanted to know how 
um, each pitcher attack guys and what my approach should be. And just kind of verbalizing that. I told them that a few weeks ago about how I kind of want to start verbalizing my approach so that I can hold myself accountable. Because you can't hold yourself accountable if you just write it down. You got to verbalize it. No, but that's good though. Whatever works for you. Like if if talking it out helped him um, to get his approach better, sure. That would be something in there that they didn't tell us, but verbalizing works until it doesn't work. But um, I think the multiple eligibility and the speed threat with him possibly finding, you know, the stroke that made him pretty good to start off. But, you know, you got to remember a lot of the things with the Diamondback with him was he had terrible fielding miscues that yeah, just lost him PT on, on, on the floor too, like on the playing defense. So, yeah, um, that's a good point. You know, they, and playing for a team that's right now they're on fire, they're crushing everyone. But, you know, when, when the stakes get a little higher, what, what is, is he going to still play it much? I mean, but the thing is you got to feel like how happy they are to land on a guy like this after you've dealt with Colton Wong for so long, you know? Yep. This guy amazingly feels like a blessing to them. So I had, yeah, I had some interest. Yeah. in them for sure. Yeah. And then Cooper, yeah. you know, with the Cronenworth injury um, and with, um, G Man Choi also on the IL um, should have like near full time playing time at first base, but um, uh, Matthew Batten was playing first tonight. So, um, but uh, no, I I think like he he should be the first baseman like six or seven games a week. I think he's just a a solid hitter whenever he's healthy, Um, but it's a team that is lifeless. So well that's the thing. So it went from them making a charge for the playoff. They're completely out of it now. They're done. And so it's like, do they now want to see if Alfonso Rivas can be a bench player for them next year and he doesn't get the at bats? I don't know. That's the only thing that's bothered me. But with Cooper, you know, all season long he's been pretty solid. Ten point four percent barrel rate. Um you know he's always shown that ability to rake when he's healthy. And that's the thing with him. He goes, he goes in and out of injuries. You don't know how much that affects his performance during, like in between. You know, because um, he's very noticeable. I think if you even just, he's the kind of guy you look at the rolling average graph, and when you see things going as like a specific way, you're like, ah, he's hurt. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Wait, can... did, did the Padres uh, trade for Rivas or pick him up or something? Because he was on. Uh, he got traded to Pittsburgh, right? At the deadline, he went to Pittsburgh oh, sorry, for, yeah, for yeah, sorry, my bad, my bad, yeah, not okay, not reverse. Um, uh, Batten, that's Batten. The, I, I oh, guess okay, that's yeah, a, yeah, 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 no, my bad, Batten's yeah, dud. completely he forgot sucks. about that, yeah, they he, shouldn't want to see anything from him, he shouldn't want to see anything. <laughs> oh man, after yeah, what so... I saw, I saw enough tonight from his. Costing like three, three or four runs with his defense at first base, but I don't know. Um, no, it's a, yeah, it's a good point. Like if if they have nothing left to play for, like what do they need to give Garrett mm-hmm. Cooper play time for? So yeah, I mean that'll that'll be the big thing the last couple of weeks is like these teams what 
what these teams do. Um, rosters expand by two spots tomorrow. So, you know, I'm sure beyond what we've already called out, there'll be some interesting call-ups, guys that, you know, the thing I'm kind of looking for is, like, the guys that got sent down that had been on the Major League roster all year, like, do they get brought back? Like, I was thinking about, does Jake McCarthy just come back tomorrow, or do they instead maybe go for, like, a Jordan Lawler type thing and finally call him up? So I'm curious as to what they do there. And then, like, maybe with the Nats, a guy like Luis Garcia, who, you know, had been on the team up until August, and then they sent him down to AAA. Like, do they bring him back and let him get some at-bats because like there's no more minor league at-bats to really get um their season i believe ends like in some leagues there it's over now in some leagues it's they have their playoffs but like for the most part they're going to be pretty much wrapping up here um soon so that's the one thing i want to see is what teams opt to do with that extra roster spot and it'll probably It'll make an already difficult um, year for finding playing time on waivers even harder because now these teams that have been, for the most part, uh, mixing and matching, they now have an extra bench player to, to mix in as well. So um, it'll, it'll probably be something that we, as fantasy players, hate, but... Uh, you have to know about it, right? And you have to track it. So, yep, without a doubt, uh, gotta do all we can. You gotta cover all our bases, you know. Cover all the bases, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll I'll just breathe through my ads real quick. Um, I Noel Vimate didn't get picked up in my one league and my one main, and, and you got him. And then I got him for uh, nine bucks. Hat tip to uh, Brian Slack. Um, Leading the main event, who 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 had a talk with, and I was asking him how his his brain was working during the Fab weekend. He was asking how mine was, and uh, you know, he nudged me to make that bid a little higher. So I was like, "Oh, good, all right, Tito." Um, yeah, need some steals. Um, we parlayed into him continuously hitting at the top of the lineup. I thought at first before they had all this monster addition, but let's see what happens. Um, well, and the McLean injury, obviously. Playing injury is the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't know about that until Monday. That that sucked for me as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, picked up Kyle Harrison in both of the mains, and you know, um, one league it was the perfect ad. It was I need a case and whip in the ERA at the wiggle room. The other league. It wasn't a perfect match. It was, I need K's, but can't really afford to lose more in whip and NERA. I'm pretty far down the pack. Um, but, I don't know. I'm trying to pick up talent right now. And he just looks like. Um, yep. Did you start him, start him in both? I did. Yeah. 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 I had a feeling, like, watching some of the stuff on MILB, I had a feeling that he was just impacted a little bit. By the robo I just felt like people are going to chase this stuff rather than lay off of it in the majors, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It just looks looks good. So who knows if all the starts will look like that, but um, it's a good start, and I'm happy about it so far. <laughs> can't, can't complain. I picked up D.L. Hall just in case he turns into any type of, you know, monster, uh, 
either semi closer or just you know hybrid guy like Yarbrough. Picked yeah. up a little Noda, a little Vino. How come um how come no one's ever done the like the Yoda thing with him or just <laughs> you know? Uh I picked up Tyrone Taylor and uh you know he's been starting every day now and um he's been doing a lot better. He's he's kinda like uh the better version of the guy that, that we were all kind of uh on to, you know, um mm-hmm. earlier. So but yeah, he's been doing good. Last thirty games with three home runs, stolen bases, eight eighty one OPS, hundred and thirty five dot plus and um grouped him up and a little Andre Jackson who was very not against, but couldn't open up to it um a couple weeks ago. Or had interest, a slight interest, but then he made it even more interesting. Um in his last thought. So rolled good. Um started him in one of my two leagues, but you can do. Um, seems like he could be somewhat of a, you know, nine Ks per nine. Like that would be great with yeah. some decent ratios. He's been pitching well, so um, yeah, roll roll that out there. All right. Yeah. Um, for me, all one dollar ads, no backups go. for any of them. Mm-hmm. Schneider. Just a lot of these were kind of like worked out perfectly based on my team like what was going on on my roster so i had bichette um so schneider just made sense and yeah i was kind of eyeing all the lefties that they had coming up so i was like even if bichette is back um i thought there's a good chance that schneider would get those um games at second versus the lefties plus you know the chapman stuff too i just felt like it would have been um so he was he was pretty high up I think he was the top hitter on my list for the week. Um, granted, you know, I knew I only had dollars to spend. So, um, yeah, Martin, Chris Martin was looking for saves, lost Felix Bautista. So he was my drop there. Um, you know, Kenley has had this little hamstring issue going mm-hmm. on for about a week now. So it's just kind of a grasp against straws. Didn't have enough to get, um, I think Cano is actually already owned in that league. Didn't have enough to get um, Tanner Scott. So um, started the spec game. Not not looking so good for me right now. So he might, <laughs> he might end up back on the wire next week. Noda, grabbed for a buck. Um, Zach Thompson, I grabbed for a buck. Luis Urias, uh, you know, I'm really low on money and uh, – I've, I have Rafael Devers on that team and they were, you know, concerned about the wrist. So I was like, let me just grab Urias because um, I'm not going to really be in a spot where I can make too many more moves. I'm down to about mm. like 14 bucks in that league. So I said, let me grab Urias, throw him on my bench. Worst case scenario, he has second, third and short. And I'll, I'll just keep him like best case scenario. He's just a bench guy that I can put into any spot if I have an injury the rest of the way. Um, and worst case scenario, if Devers is hurt, he will get everyday playing time in a good offense. So just kind of made sense. Um, and then Kyle Harrison got for a buck and obviously cut, um, my, the theme of my team here was, I was 
rostering a bunch of speculative, shitty closers in <laughs> Giovanni Gallegos, Justin Lawrence, and Reynaldo Lopez, and none of them have paid off, which is the story of my season speculating on saves. So I just said, you know what? I'm done doing this. I'm just going to get rid of them. And um, How do you feel? To... Yeah, I feel free. Um, feel free. <laughs> I feel... But I also feel very, like – at risk of my ratios like uh mm, putting yeah. this many sketchy starters in is weird yeah. like i kind of liked I, I i have good pitching across the board um i have got a lot of guys with good ratios like um granted they're not high k guys so it's like savali um zach latell um eflin so it's a lot of guys where it's like you kind of just set and forget and it's it's really like the ratios have not been a thing that i've been very concerned about this year um but then when you start starting you know you start starting eight or nine starters and a lot of them are these kinds of waiver wire types you start seeing what they can do to your ratios if they have a bad mm. game or you know go four yeah. innings forward or something like that and you're like so it's kind of walking a tightrope um but because you know even even with how maddening guys like justin lawrence and um you know like jason foley are when when it's bad it's only like two innings for the week so it's kind of like a limited badness that can be over you know co- overcompensated or covered by the starters that you have that are are going yeah. so so when you have this many innings across starting pitching um it's a little little scary but Kyle Harrison made uh made it a little more tolerable this week so hopefully he does well the second start um so yeah so that's kind of where we're at um it's it's you know four four more weeks four more fab runs uh just keep grinding don't don't give up and uh jimmy v yeah don't ever give up (laughs) yeah you know right it's that uh crunch time so yeah just remember in the winter how how much how shitty and how much you would kill to have like september baseball um yeah. these last four weeks that and then then we got dcs and gladiators and all that other fun drafting stuff but yeah i mean right it's time to grind yeah. and time to time to make money it's money it, time now and if you need a break um and and you haven't catched the game go to a fucking game yeah that's it you know have i went to philly to, to watch um the angels and you got uh, a good you got you got the entertaining got great, angels. Got a got, got a great day. I mean, great game, great back and forth at the end. Harper hit this three hundredth, which was also a bonus. It was my brother's birthday and he kinda wanted to go. I was like, Yeah, I'll go. And then I remember watching the game that night before and he launched two ninety nine and I heard it and I heard the guy say it. I'm like, two ninety nine. So um I hadn't looked for my seats yet and I looked in like and right field and looking for seats of three and there wasn't any together in right field like that were good um that like this bad seat geek rating one of them did so like okay gotta go with that gotta trust the rating um 
and yeah, what a hell of a game. He's such an intense human being. I I love him for that reason. And uh, he's been on fire since the All-Star break. It's just amazing what he's done. He, last year, he, he ended the year playing hurt with a torn fucking elbow. St- comes back this season and even through recovery was hitting better than a lot of major leaguers do. And then just storming right now. Oh, man, just crazy and i felt it there i felt i felt the vibe uh yeah. citizens bank ballpark it, it's honestly a very kind of likable group you know schwarber turner they just it's regular dude stott's been my guy for a while now and so um you know it's, it's um weird it's weird how that happens where it's like i distinctly remember like the late 90s braves fucking hating them all of them like i hated chipper i hated john rocker i hated like i I always kind of liked glavin but like i just i hated andrew jones i hated all these guys that killed the mets for so many years and then then the phillies of like the 2004 2005 like jimmy rollins chase utley ryan howard i hated that fucking team i hated the phillies didn't care too much about the braves then um then i like i always hated bryce on the nats and um you know now it's like he's on philly and now it's kind of like I don't know. I don't really hate any of the teams as much. Like the Phillies are, like you said, very likable. I like a lot of, and Bryce, I, you know, I, I kind of am like warming up to Bryce, even though he's on the Phillies. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Braves, like it sucks to compete against them, but I like, like all the players on the team. Um, So it's like a weird, it's weird how that works where it's like, now it's like, yeah, like I kind of like, like what Bryce has become. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe just the fact that he's like maturing and he kind of like went to Philly and kind of made that team his own as opposed to, um, you know, signing like with the Yankees or something like that. Like everybody said he was going to do, he kind of went to Philly and, um, seems like he's bringing Stott is, you know, somebody he grew up with. It just seems like he's making that team, his own, which is uh, kind of cool. Definitely but, cool to see. Yeah, I think um, I, I I I've been starting to throw some money on them for the longest time. I kept hammering the Red Sox World Series futures, and I, this week I've pivoted to the Phillies. I just think, like you said, I think they have the momentum. There's just something with the vibe I get from watching them. They have all the pieces. They have the starting pitching. They have the lineup, and they have a good bullpen too. I mean, I know Kimbrel blew it last night, but like they got a lot of arms that they could throw at you in the playoffs, um, both starting pitching wise and out of the bullpen. Um, I think they'll be a really difficult playoff team. I absolutely think so. Dominguez got to right the ships on some games, but other than that, um, yeah, it's it's their team to be reckoned with. They're gonna have some. Mix and matching available if they want to start Sanchez or you know Suarez. Suarez is showing the ability to do uh, his thing, you know, from from any spot and then in the rotation. So yeah, they got it pretty lined up. So good, get out to go see a game. You know, go smell the ballpark. Nothing like the way the ballpark sounds. You know, yeah. um, yep. it it really is the best, isn't it? It's just like oh, it's great. It's uh, better when your team. It's better when. 
your team has something to play for in September. But yeah, I mean, I went to two Mets Angels games last weekend, and yeah, I mean, nice weather. Um, even even a bad baseball game, it's still it's like yeah, like you said, it's the best. It's just good stuff. Yep, so. no doubt, man. All right, well, enjoy your weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, Yeah, that's a good point, Labor Day weekend. I remember Labor Day weekend fab last year was very, very light in terms of the pickup. So uh, use that to your advantage for anybody that is listening. Yeah, you know, it's a big fantasy football draft weekend. You got got people, you know, and people, long weekends, people. I've I've been meaning to do that, the research on – fab activity on on long weekends like this like you know people at a barbecue kind of forget fabs running have off on the next day so it's not the normal sunday routine of like you know you're at home getting ready for for monday you might be out might totally miss fab so you know don't be one of those guys though no no put in a couple extra minutes and um even if they're just all one dollar moves, just put in a nice list and walk away, and just uh, later on, you know, if you if you're partying, if you're enjoying life, just go back and check it and tweak anything. That's it. It could be a simple weekend, but you can put in a lot of effort, even on a, something as simple. You know. Yep. Cool. All right, Dom. Good stuff. Catch right. um, you next week, and good luck and fab this weekend. And for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in to another episode, Pullhead Podcast. See you later.